And welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight on this Wednesday night. Appreciate you joining us this evening as we got a pinch hitter tonight as uh, we're going to get a chance to visit with Nevada High School Athletic Director John McNeely tonight. And uh, didn't get a chance to do that uh, during uh, our first Winter Sports Tiger Talk. So we're uh, happy to have him now. David Hawks unable to be here tonight because of the girls' Big 8 uh, wrestling championships are going down at Reed Spring uh, this evening. So, uh, John, thank you. appreciate you coming in helping us out tonight. Thank you, Mike. It's always good to talk to you. Well, let's uh, let's talk about what's going on, and uh, of course, we're knee deep into the to the winter sports season. So let's just uh, let's just jump right to the uh, the elephant in the room, and that is dealing with the COVID nineteen protocols. Uh, mm-hmm. From the from the Nevada standpoint, how do you feel things have gone now that everything you know during the fall things were outdoors, had a little more leniency, I guess. But now that everything is indoors, uh, how do you think things have gone so far uh, this winter for for Nevada R five? Mike, I think they've gone well. I think they've gone about as well as we could expect them to go. I appreciate our administration. I appreciate how they have prioritized things, naturally, the safety of our student-athletes, the the safety of our patrons in our community have been at the top of that list, and that's kind of how we've proceeded. So, you know, from Dr. B. Shore down, I think that we have – the proper mindset and how we've approached things. And I I think it's gone well. And one of the things that we've done recently, Mike, that we're really tickled about is we appreciate your coverage, your coverage. We've known for years that we are very blessed to have you and what you've been able to put together for us before video was always tremendous radio broadcast that made you think you were there and now that we have the live streaming that's available through what you make available to our patrons, that has been such a major factor during these times. But we've also been able to now stream our middle school events and our lower-level high school events. So that's something that we've really been pleased about, just giving those grandparents and those uh, great Tiger fans that are so loyal to us but yet – maybe don't want to get out during this time. It's safe for them to be at home. It's given them the opportunity to view these events. And when we sure appreciate what you've done for us during this time, Mike. Well, thank you for the kind words. Yeah, it's something we would have done either way, but I'm glad it certainly has been beneficial this year. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm crossing my fingers on Frontenac uh, this week. We've had some broadband issues there in the past. So uh, mm-hmm. we're, I'm crossing my fingers that the video will stream there, but we're sure going to give it a go. If not, we'll have the radio and the audio stream uh, from Frontenac. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, you know, and, and that's, I guess, that's probably one of those things we've just kind of taken for granted over the years that we've developed this. And then, you know, but lo and behold, you end up with a situation like this and it becomes ultra important. And uh, I guess you have to, in, even with what you just mentioned, with some of the events that we don't cover, you've had to think outside the box a little bit. And, uh, you know, we just we just put technology to work that we didn't know we had. Correct. I mean, we had a camera set up in Wind Gym that we do statting from. Mm. And so they, the company that we deal with there, had been in communication, and they had uh, indicated to their customers pushing the ability to live stream. So, yeah, we just kind of put our heads together and knew that – we're a community that supports our athletic programs, knew we were going to have to limit attendance, 
and just really tried to come up with a way to where we could make the viewing of those events possible. So we were able to install a camera like we have in Wind Gym at the middle school and in our multi both. So we can really give coverage of any indoor event that takes place in either Wynn, the multi, or the middle school. And we're thankful to Mr. Miner, our assistant principal at the high school, who did a lot of the leg work in this building, and for Mr. Potter and Mr. Stewart, the administration at the middle school, who worked hard to get that set up going at the middle school. Since we're about midway through the, the winter sports season, do you see uh, or is, has there been any discussions? Will the restrictions as they are now with the uh, limited attendance pretty much hold in place through the remainder of the winter sports season? That's certainly where we're at now. We thought that maybe at some point in time we could move in a little uh, less restrictive situation, but it just doesn't seem that that's going to be the case with our numbers locally. And, you know, we're in close contact with our local health department, and the numbers in Vernon County just haven't been real positive uh, most recently. So I would anticipate continuing with the policy that we have in place. And, again, we're, we're appreciative of the visiting schools who I, I know what it's like not to be able to go to a game that you would normally go to, but we're in a situation where you've got to cooperate, and those schools that we visit and the schools that visit here have worked in close communication to make sure that we're on board and know exactly what their policies are, and we really haven't had any situations to where we've had to deal with visiting fans uh, and likewise on, on the road. I think our fans have really abided by the uh, policies that are in place at the locations that we're traveling to. And really pretty fortunate here because there are more restrictive uh, places, and we're going to see that this week, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, when we go over to Kansas uh, for the Frontenac shootout where it's uh, it's, it's uh, two parents or guardians only, and uh, they had to fight to get that over in Kansas. So we can, so we can pretty much be feel pretty fortunate, I guess, with what you all have put in place as a policy. Yeah, that's exactly right, Mike. I listened to the discussion that took place uh, tail end of last year where the ADs in the state of Kansas got together and tried to put a plan. They were really trying to take what was a very, very restrictive situation and maybe make it a little more receptive in terms of fans being able to attend. So we just appreciate the fact that the Frontenac tournament's being held, first and foremost, <laughs> because at one point in time, it didn't look like there was going to be a Frontenac tournament, and then that gets you scrambling to either find additional regular season games or another tournament, which isn't always easy to do. So we're thankful to Paul Colton, the AD at Frontenac, and the Frontenac administration for moving forward with this. And again, it's not ideal. Uh, that's a tournament that's 40 miles from Nevada. It's always well attended. I mean, you can think of the championship games the last few years, and we've had big Nevada crowds. That's not going to be the case this year. But bottom line is we appreciate the opportunity to go again to compete in a tournament that's very well ran. Uh, Paul always puts the teams and the student-athletes first. It's a good experience. And, you know, even down, though we're down to four teams, it's going to be three really competitive teams that both our boys and girls face. So we're going to get the opportunity to go over there, face good competition, uh, get the opportunity to get better really during a key stretch of time as you kind of look forward to giving yourselves a chance to be ready to compete 
in the postseason. Well, speaking of tournaments, uh, uh, you as an athletic director, I'm sure, and you've and you've you know you've been involved with tournaments, uh, getting them organized. I haven't had a basketball tournament here in Nevada for a while, but but I'm sure you can appreciate what they've gone through. It, it's tough putting a tournament together without a pandemic, and uh, the Comiskey Classic had to scramble a bit, uh, and uh, of course the Clinton tournament for the girls next week, they've had to make adjustments. I'm sure you can appreciate what these ads uh, are going through to try to get these tournaments held. Oh, absolutely. It's amazing. You have a stream of Southwest Missouri ADs where if you have an opening or you have a situation that comes up that you want to blast it out there to all Southwest Missouri ADs, you just send it to this address and it blasts it out. And it's amazing, Mike, how many games that people are looking for, how many tournaments are looking for teams. And the crazy thing is, is you will get teams that are looking for a team to play in their tournament, and they just found out a day before or two days before their tournament that one of their teams was not going to be available due to quarantine. So, yeah, there's all kinds of issues. It's never easy to run a tournament. But in the period of time that we're going through, there's so many more challenges. And that's, again, why we appreciate Matt Hyatt the Joplin athletic director who always runs a classy event. And, you know, that was done well. Uh, Frontenac will be the same way. They'll take care of us over there. So you're exactly right. There's never been a more challenging time in terms of just scheduling in general, but particularly when it comes to hosting tournaments. And uh, you're, not, you're not one who's shy on opinion. So I'm gonna, I, I haven't briefed you on this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, you know, there's still people out there that I'm sure that are wondering – or it may have been vocal, I don't know, that you're wondering if we even should have athletics right now during this mm-hmm. pandemic. And, um, you know, what's your response to those people? Uh, and, and, you know, having gone through, you know, with no spring season last year, now getting the Correct. fall in and almost, you know, we're halfway through the winter, what would your response be on making sure kids get these athletic events in? I would touch on that from two different angles, Mike. First of all, from the fact that I look at our fall sports season. And I think about the memories that were made and the accomplishments that our teams were able to put together. And just think about if we hadn't been able to play. I mean, I, and I, that's true for many of our sports in the fall. The one that's most prominent naturally is football. And you look at the success that that football team had. And you look at the memories that were made, and you look at the togetherness that was displayed on each and every Friday night that we competed, and you looked at the emotions after a great win, for instance, against Harrisonville in the the district game. And I just think, what if we hadn't played? And I think of those seniors and how they were so much a part of what that team accomplished and how they took it upon themselves to mold that team and bring them together, dating all the way back to the summer when those seniors would reach out to the underclassmen and say, hey, we're going to be here at the practice football field just throwing a football around, and it got those guys together. And, you know, the memories that the other, the softballs, the volleyballs, the, you know, the girls' tennis uh, you know, you, you name it, those, those seven sports that, that are offered in the fall, I, I just think of the memories. Then I turn to the fact that I'm the father of two senior athletes, 
And I, I know how much this season means to them. This is a season that they've looked forward to really since they probably started playing basketball. And to just think that they would not have the opportunity to, to do what they've been able to do, it, it also takes you back to last spring, Mike, and those athletes that did not get to participate. And you compare that to the fall and the winter, and that's where I would say we've done the right thing because we've taken precautions We've put those in place. We've made it as safe a playing environment and a spectator environment as what we can make it. And we've given those players, those student athletes, and those parents, those families, and those fans the opportunity to witness those kids competing. So that's where I would stand on that, Mike, is, is I think we've done the right thing because we've done what's best for kids. Oh, very well said. And uh, let's turn to, uh, to another topic of uh, uh, not, that's not good. Well, I guess it is sort of COVID related because there's a lot okay. of changes coming up in postseason formats for, for mm-hmm. basketball as well as wrestling. Uh, let's touch on basketball first because you actually are listed as the, the tournament manager for, uh, uh, for the uh, Class 5 District Tournament that Nevada is in, along with Webb City, Carl Junction, and Harrisonville. Uh, a little different, though, this year. Uh, for mm-hmm. the district tournaments uh, for both the boys and girls. What can you tell us at this point? I know you still have to have meetings about it, but what can you tell us at this point on how that's going to be formatted? Now, this is one of those years, Mike, that we always have looked forward to because we've got a split district from a geographical standpoint. A normal year, we would be the host side. I'm confident in that because we've got Harrisonville to the north and we've got CJ and Webb to the south. Well, it's not going to work out that way because the district games are going to be played at the higher seed. Now, in fact, I just reached out to Misha because in early correspondence, it was detailed that you would play the rounds leading up to the championship round at the higher seed. Well, I've got a note in the district manager's booklet that Misha makes available that says all district rounds will be played at the higher seed. So I'm asking for some clarification from Misha, but the, the downfall, the disappointment here is we love to host. And this would have been an opportunity where we would have been the host. It's not going to work out that way. But, again, it's the situation that we are in. So there's going to be a little more involved with the scheduling of this because, you know, you're going to, you've are going you got a boys' division, you've got a girls' division, and then it is going to be a higher seed hosting. So uh, it could get a little bit tricky in terms of the layout of the games that are being played. On the wrestling side, it looks like their postseason is going to be longer than the NCAA basketball tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's interesting, you know, side lights to the wrestling season. And the fact that I think it would be pretty um, easy to say that wrestling's probably been more affected by a quarantine situation than a lot of our other sports. We've been contacted on numerous occasions when our kids have competed against a wrestler that then has tested positive, and that throws us into a quarantine situation. So that comes into play with a scheduling standpoint, particularly when you're looking forward to your postseason. So, and our coaches are on top of this. Uh, Coach Hawks, Coach Hurd are, uh, are to where they're really taking a close look at well, what if 
we get a positive test from an opponent that we're wrestling, and then we have to you know, take into account the quarantine days, and when is that wrestler going to become eligible? We want to make sure that they're eligible for postseason. So we have really tried to gap our late season, late regular season contest to take that into consideration. So, And that's something that Coach Hawks is, is really on top of. I mean, we've got excellent wrestling coaches that are knowledgeable, but they really also have their finger on the current situation. So, yeah, that's interesting, Mike. And, you know, the Normally, the Big Eight has the girls and the JV boys tournament at the same time. That's not going to be the case. Our girls, as you mentioned earlier, had to read Springs tonight for their uh, tournament. Uh, the JV boys is next week. The varsity boys is actually this Friday at Seneca. So, you know, it, it's an interesting situation, but I, I really appreciate the fact that we've got forward looking forward thinking coaches that are going to try to put our kids in the best position that they're going to be eligible and ready to compete when it means the most which is when your district tournament gets here that's gonna be unusual and we're gonna follow along the best we can and uh and uh, just be uh where and i guess the, the key word is obviously flexibility and uh, that will continue yeah, right exactly. on that'll continue on right through postseason oh just to wrap it up let, let's briefly talk about the the spring sports season you alluded to it earlier i can't imagine a group that's more excited about seasons uh, mm-hmm. getting underway than the spring sports having them taken away last spring what are the key dates uh and, and uh, if you have them on top of your head, what are the key dates that uh, student-athletes need to know about spring sports as far as uh, first official day and uh, when competitions can begin? Do you know that? Boy, you've I stopped got you, didn't me, I? Sorry. <laughs> Mike, but, uh, you know, I, I, can, I can find it here in a jiffy. Uh, the first possible practice day is March 1st. And then the first possible contest day is March 19th. Okay. So Roger spring break, then. Uh, yeah. So, again, our coaches, our spring coaches are excited. They're a group that's typically very enthusiastic about their sport, uh, regardless of the situation. But like you're saying, after missing an entire season, that uh, they're ready to go and, and, and will be ready to go. And I, and I know those kids that are returning that missed an entire year are looking forward to throwing themselves you know, into the competitive arena again. So we're certainly looking forward to March. Again, those are outdoor activities, which kind of changes the situation. So uh, we sure look forward to hopefully what will be working toward a more normal spring. Well, John, thank you for the time. We'll end it there. And always great to talk to you. And uh, uh, please take care of yourself. And uh, look forward to talking to you about all that down the road. But I uh, uh, appreciate you filling in for, uh, for David Hawks tonight. Always great to talk to you. And we'll do it again soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Tiger, uh, Nevada Tiger and Lady Tiger, athletic director as well as middle school. Uh, John Neely joining us on this segment of the program. I'll come back and wrap it up for tonight after this final timeout on Tiger Talk.